Hello, friends. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of an artistic career. This is professional certified mindfulness coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 64. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for all of the love and support um, that you have sent to me and my family about our sick baby this week. He's doing so much better. He's smiling again. He has some better energy, and we're just glad to have him and Hana home. Um, Hana and I, we actually have a bet about our baby. Um, the bet is whoever can get Anders to giggle first will get to choose where we go for our 10-year anniversary this coming year, um, end of 2022. And we are really excited about this anniversary because we didn't really – have any money for a honeymoon when we first got married. And so we're thinking of doing something really fun in Europe when we move there. And so seriously, this making the baby giggle is a big deal. (laughs) It's kind of like my biggest priority right now. Anyway, but today I want to talk more about mindfulness, which honestly is basically what we talk about all the time. But specifically, I want to talk about how to start practicing mindfulness even if you're busy or maybe you're just not really fully convinced of the benefits of mindfulness, but you're willing to give it a try. I hope that you'll listen to this because we have some really practical, simple ideas of things that you that really anyone could start doing at any time and um, gain so many benefits of that. So to start, mindfulness is basically the ability to live in the now. And it's a practice, right? It doesn't just happen just because you understand the importance of living in the now. It's a practice that you build up over time. So the ability to live in the now, accept what is happening to you without fighting reality and not trying to change the past or the future since that's not really possible anyway. (laughs) I mean, how many movies have we seen where, you know, someone is kind of magically allowed to go forward or backward in time. And they always seem to learn a lesson about how coming back to the present and accepting what is and, you know, making changes that they need to in their lives. But it always kind of has to deal with accepting the present. So even though sometimes they are able to change something in in the future or in the past, you and I, We're never able to do that. We never get to time travel. (laughs) And so focusing on that lesson that they learn of accepting what is, that's really a powerful choice to make for your own self. I recently saw a quote from A.A. Milne from his um, Stories of Winnie the Pooh. And in it, Pooh is asking Piglet a question. Um, What day is it? asked Pooh. It's today, squeaked Piglet. My favorite day, said Pooh. 
And that might sound like an oversimplification. And to some people, they might think, oh, that's just toxic positivity. Oh, today's just my favorite day. But here's the deal. The only day you can ever live in is today. <laughs> you don't ever get to pick to be in a different day. And um, so by default, today has to be your favorite day. And the same thing goes for this hour, this minute, even this very moment that you're experiencing and that I'm experiencing in this moment, it's the only moment that we can ever experience. And accepting this fact helps to reduce stress and increase authentic relationships, et cetera, et cetera. So many different things. And I'm actually writing an article about it right now for the MAPS Institute uh, with Laura Araujo. You might remember her from episode 41. I have looked up a bunch of research about the benefits of mindfulness, and I'll, I will definitely share that article with you all when it is published. But for now, just trust me on the research side of things. But the other point in the article is similar to what I was talking about in episode 60 about living in the now and planning for the future. It is totally possible to live mindfully and still lean into the future that you see for yourself. Living in the now, it doesn't mean that you become a a monk in the mountains and never do anything in your career or never do anything with your family ever again. You know, that's a possibility. But most of us, that's not really the life that we see for ourselves. And that's totally fine. Here is what I mean. I'm going to share some really super simple ideas for you that, I, like I mentioned earlier, that you can begin doing at any time and it will not hardly add any effort or time to your life, okay? And that's really important because if you want to start a mindfulness practice, sometimes the simplest way to get started is the best way because you can discover the benef- some of the benefits of it without having to feel a lot of pressure of having to shift your whole schedule around and and change everything right away. So here are just a few of my ideas that I brainstormed in my own life, but there are so many others that I'm sure you could all think of as well. So number one, um, instead of doing a brainstorming session at your desk, try taking it out on a walk. You can take your phone, record yourself as you come up with ideas. Use that empty space in your mind to enjoy whatever weather you're experiencing. Because I know whenever there's a brainstorming session, there's going to be a little bit of empty space. You're always feeling like, I've got to come up with more ideas. I've got to fix this problem or I've got to whatever. And as you're moving and getting blood flowing in your brain, you'll get more ideas, but also you'll be able to kind of experience some moments of quiet and some empty time um, just by noticing the world that you live in. And I did this while I was planning for the MAPS article that I was talking about, and I was experiencing some writer's block and just feeling a little stuck on exactly what I wanted to say. And this helped me so much. So don't feel like you need to fill every minute of your walk with 100% productive thinking. Just observe your thoughts. See if any fun new ideas pop into your head. 
and you will get more ideas as you get blood pumping and as you're breathing some fresh air, okay? Another idea is to try eating slowly and actually thinking about the food you're putting into your mouth. Um, I do this in the morning. I recently learned about a tea meditation and like a TEA, the tea that you drink, that a tea meditation is basically an idea of mindfully making tea in the morning by focusing on each aspect of the process as you do it. Focus on grabbing the pot, filling it with water, et cetera, et cetera, steeping the tea. Focus on the smell, the calm, the taste. And I don't really drink tea very often, but I have taken time to have a morning routine where I do feel very mindful. I have a mug full of water, um, and I really enjoy that. And even though my kids are a little hectic, as kids should be, you know, that's how kids are, I do try to mindfully um, make my overnight oats while they're, you know, running around, and I focus on that. These are oats that I eat every day, and I pay attention to my process of how I make them. I really savor the smell and the taste of each bite and each berry in the oats, it's very calming for me, and I can't imagine my morning without this practice. Okay? Uh, another idea is to take two to three minutes at the end of your work, uh, at the end of your workout, and lay in corpse pose. Let your mind and your body kind of drink in that moment instead of rushing off to get dressed for work. Another name for corpse pose is Shavasana, if you're familiar with that. And it's so important, even if you aren't doing a strict yoga workout, it takes hardly any extra time. And when I do it, I feel like it allows me to soak in some extra mindfulness benefits without having to add an entire yoga practice to my day when I want to do something else with my physical practice. Okay. Another idea is as you walk in and out of work, even if you're just walking from your car into the building or something really simple, Focus on taking some deep breaths in and out. Think of something you are grateful for as you're breathing and walking. Feel your face relax into a gentle smile. You can take a moment to look at the world around you as you walk into the building. Notice your coworkers as you pass by. Take some intentional, loving me time as you prepare to focus on your job. Okay, now uh, a few, I guess I have two more ideas, but this one is one of those that was especially hard for me to practice, but has been really rewarding. Okay, so it's to try doing a household activity and you don't, it doesn't have to be a household activity. This is just what I do, but like washing the dishes or vacuuming without listening to a podcast or without watching a show. I try to do it in silence so that I can really watch my thoughts as I get bored. Um, and getting bored is one of those things that can be really hard because you start thinking thoughts that can feel uncomfortable. You have to start actually noticing your thoughts and your feelings. But as they're coming, you don't need to believe your thoughts. You don't need to judge them. Just try to watch them. And like I said, this was really tricky for me, uh, you know, because you have to face a lot of little inner demons when you get bored. And I've probably talked about it before on the podcast, but um, this isn't something that I do every time I'm doing household chores because I actually really do like watching a show. It's kind of like a, a motivation for me to 
do the dishes at night when I'm already feeling tired. And I do not feel bad about that, you know. But I do try to take some time here or there. Maybe it's when I'm on a walk or maybe I'm driving in the car and I just don't turn on any news or any radio. Just some time in my day to have some boring old silence where my brain can wander and I can just watch my thoughts as an impartial observer. Okay. My last one is one that I did talk about recently on the podcast. You might have heard about it before, Um, but it's to look at other people around you. And I mentioned that it could be at a grocery store, but it could also be at a park or wherever um, you are with other people, but actually to lift your head up and see who else is out there. Try to envision who they are, what their stories are, um, hard things that they might be going through, what they might be feeling. Just recognizing that we really all do have very similar feelings and very similar experiences, even though our lives aren't the same. Just recognizing that we all have human experiences and trying to make that connection. And then sending some positive vibes to each person. That's a really wonderful mindfulness practice that I've experienced. And I love doing that. So the reason I think it is important, as I mentioned earlier, to start with simple things is because if I mention mindfulness to my clients, sometimes they think, oh, wow, now I just, I need to start doing an hour of yoga and a 25-minute meditation. And I've got to be writing in my journal How on earth am I ever going to be able to cram all of that into my life when I'm already busy? And while I hope that eventually my clients and everyone might be able to, you know, just notice that our lives are a little out of balance and that that mindfulness isn't detracting from what we want to do. It really adds so much to our lives. And hopefully everyone can add a little bit of yoga or meditation and maybe some simple journal writing. There is certainly no need to do hours like you might think. And certainly those types of mindfulness are not the only ways that you can start practicing mindfulness and get some major benefits. All of those simple ways that I already mentioned are really great ways to get started. And I think that most of us could start by doing one of these things that I talked about without any extra stress. No worry And definitely without extra time to devote in your calendars. Just think, oh, I'm already walking into work. What type of mindfulness experience can I have as I do go about this thing that I'm already doing? I mean, a lot of us really could declutter our calendars. If you are so busy in your life that you can't take 20 minutes to care for yourself and love yourself, then no judgment, of course, because I am not the best at work-life balance and I'm continually working on decluttering and balancing. I am not judging. But regardless, if you don't have time to do that, then you know that's something to think about. And taking some simple steps might be the way to go to get started. And if that's where you are in your life, then by all means, just start where you are. Just remember that you are worth it. Your mind, your health, your emotions, your hopes, your dreams, your relationships, your career, your body, your spirit, all of you deserves love and attention that you can give yourself 
And you can just give yourself little gifts of mindfulness in small ways throughout your day. Thank you so much for joining with me today. I feel so lucky and grateful to have learned how to develop a mindfulness practice. I just want to share this with everyone in the world because it's totally life-changing. And I I really feel that it, if it has benefited me, even just, and if it could possibly benefit you, even a tiny portion of how much it has benefited me, then it's worth it. So for all of you, remember to take care of yourselves, work on your voice, stop waiting in the wings, go out there and take the stage, my friends, in Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 